Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast, your personal echo chamber of hating everything and liking nothing. I'm your host, John, here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. Today we're going to talk about some news and other random stuff and probably some more Elden Ring because that's all I've been playing. Uh, <laughs> I think Same. Alex, Alex too, yeah. Yep. Brian, have you even touched it yet? Like, f- for more than like 20 minutes? Uh, I think last time I fired it up for 20 minutes, it said I had played for about 5 hours and 45 minutes. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm at like 82. Yeah, I'm like close to 80, but not quite there yet. Um, what level is your character? Uh, I have no idea. Okay. The problem is I have another I have another character. I have two characters on PlayStation and I have two characters on the Steam Deck. <laughs> so I'm playing four versions of the game Good. in different manners. Uh well, more my, about that. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGamers.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now is a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks, Kay, to Jason. Thanks to Jason K, Tom Z, Chris K, Alan K, Dave Steele, and Corey Z for the contributions. One of the perks to joining the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call side quests. This is where we talk about random stuff. It's going to be probably an extension of this particular episode because we haven't done much, so we're going to talk about a bunch of random stuff here, and then we're going to talk about a bunch of random stuff there. Uh, but yeah, that's that. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGamers at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Alex, do you have any bumpers for the network? Yes, the Horror Movie Yearbook Boys just put out an episode on the 2021 remake of Candyman. So please check that out uh, by director Nia DaCosta, who will be directing the upcoming uh, The Marvels, the sequel to Captain Marvel for Marvel Studios. So... Please check that out. And uh their their Mega Man uh Mega Man game or Mega Man um slash anime game to anime adaptation uh will be forthcoming with uh multimedium, so please uh look forward to that soon as well. Sweet. Cool. Uh I don't I mean, I don't know. Do we just want to talk about Elden Ring for like twenty minutes? <laughs> Twenty minutes. Should I just go to bed? No. Well, what what else sure. have you played? Have you yeah, other? Than, have you I mean, I'm doing? assuming you've played a bunch of Destiny and like talk talk about no, your new, your racing rig. Talk about your racing I, rig. I um, since you brought up Destiny, I have just not been. That in wasn't the mood an for invitation. Destiny. I logged on for maybe like five minutes between the last two weeks, like. That's it, pretty much. I think I've logged on for maybe five minutes for the past, like, four years. (laughs) Well, yeah. I know how you guys feel about that, so. Um, I tried, I did try something new. I tried uh, Squad yesterday. It's on Steam. Um, It was a free weekend. Played with uh, Jordan and a few other people. It's pretty, pretty fun. It's, it's like, kind of like... A little more of a hardcore version of Battlefield, I guess you could say. A lot more hardcore, I guess. Do you play as, like, AOC and Ilan Omar trying to survive the insurrection? Is that (laughs) that what it is? The squad? (laughs) Terrible. I think that's a reference to something I haven't seen. But you uh, did, but it's all right. And yeah, you don't you don't pay now. enough attention to politics. That's your problem. <laughs> oh, okay. My bad. Oh, that's what you're talking about. It's not mm. a problem, it's a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. The squad or squad. Squad. Um, squad. Yeah. It's like obviously a squad based, you know, shooter where uh to of many factions are against each other and trying to control zones and whatnot. There's a few different modes, but basically the only one I think I played was, I don't remember the name of it, but it basically had to do with capturing an area and bleeding the other team drive tickets, which you could do by, you know, killing them or 
keeping the capture zones longer. And yeah, similar to Battlefield. But the game definitely plays a lot differently, like pace-wise, for sure. It's not... There's no crazy shenanigans, I would say, other than we did have some tanks in one of the games and kind of just decimated everyone for a while and then ended up losing anyways. <laughs> but That's uh, fun. The graphics are kind of meh, but the audio is awesome. Like, I don't understand. I don't know what Activision is doing with Call of Duty and their audio engine. It's because it just sounds like more and more garbage. Like they'll give you like thirty different presets to try, and they all sound like ass. And like the mix is just terrible. You can never understand where anything's coming from. Everything's absurdly loud. It's like. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. And then Battlefield games used to sound good, but this last one sounds terrible no matter which mode you pick. So it's it's like interesting to see these games made by smaller companies that have like amazing audio. It's like you're standing there and you can hear tanks in the distance and actually figure out where they're at from sound cues. It's like when did that get lost with the AAA developers of these types of games? I don't know. Because uh, Hell Let Loose is similar. Like, it has awesome audio. So how much of it do you think... I mean, like, let's say you were on a battlefield. Do you think you'd be able to hear things that well? Or is everything just going insane and you can't actually hear anything? Like, is the is the quote-unquote realism that Call of Duty might shoot for just outstripping the, like, usability of their video game, maybe? I don't think so. I think... They're just trying to turn everything up to 11 and, you know, like it's all just mixing together. Every, everything just needs to be toned down a bit, in my opinion. But okay. Interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, do you feel like this developer saw an opportunity with like people being disappointed with Battlefield games and was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like they uh, clearly they focused on the working as a squad within a larger team element, which has been kind of that used to be a big part of Battlefield, but it's kind of been lost. I feel like people don't really focus on it much, especially since the last Battlefield game up until I believe today I read they finally patched it and there's like in-game audio so you can actually talk to your squad. Nice. There's yeah. Some voice imagine chat. that. Like, wow. It's like a new development in video games or something. But, How did um, they do it? <laughs> yeah. But Squad has like multiple layers of voice communication. There's like a button to just talk locally so people within like a certain radius can hear you if they're not in your squad. And then you can talk to people only in your squad. And then the squad leader can talk directly to whoever's the commander on the team and like, you know relay commands there's like a there's an actual chain of command similar to hell let loose which is it's cool it works pretty well people there's a lot of people that seem to take it a bit too seriously but um there was a good mix of noobs and serious folk this weekend because it was a free weekend and i meant to actually buy it before it uh went back to regular price and i did not so i guess i'll wait for the next sale Whoops. Fair <laughs> enough. It's uh let's see how much is it normally? It's forty nine ninety-nine. And how much was it on sale for? Thirty-seven, I think. Okay. Well Squad by Off World Industries. I'm sorry, I choked on some Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has a good feel to it too. Like the the shooting feels good. Um the movement and everything is fine. It's some games just can't get that right either. But speaking of games that do get that right, um, I did play a lot more Halo last week too. Cause it's still fun to me. Halo oh, infinite. That is, it sounds like the internet's kind of given up on it from what I keep well, reading on Reddit, but I will say 
They've added basically nothing to it since I played the last time, other than maybe another battle pass or something. So a few cosmetics, fine. Um, so yeah, that's. I think that's the reason people are butthurt about it. But it's didn't they not... like extend their first season or something? Did they what? I feel like they delayed the start of season two to. Oh yeah, they roll did. Something yeah. Out. I think that's finally rolling out soon, and from what I understand, there will be new maps as well, which, thank goodness, because the map list is definitely one of the worst parts of the game. <laughs> but Hopefully um, they, uh, they can deliver on that, and it's not just like, here's one new map for Season 2. It's still fun, though. It's just, I like playing shooters... I would say above all else, I like shooters where the I feel the playing field is even. Like, it has nothing to do with what people have unlocked. Mm-hmm. And, and because in that game, like literally everything you unlock is cosmetic, so nobody ever has like a real advantage other than you could argue mouse players have an advantage over controller players, but even then, it's negligible depending on the mode that you're playing. Like, uh, if you're playing the, uh, basically one headshot kill, uh, swap mode, then yeah, mouse and keyboard's an advantage. But beyond that, I would say not so much. It's pretty well balanced. Nice. And yeah, I did. Did you play those with your racing wheel? No, although it would be really fun to drive the Warthog with a racing setup, but I don't think it supports (laughs) it, unfortunately. That's a I wouldn't be surprised if Squad supports that, because I know some of those games support, like, HOTAS for flying and stuff. So, who knows? I didn't really look into it. It's not worth it. Um, yeah, I uh, picked up a Logitech G29 wheel setup. That's the one that was It's compatible with PS3, PS4, but also PS5. Nice. Um, and PC. And uh, it's pretty solid. It's like very good entry level stuff. And it, it, I have the optional uh, shifter as well, which is cool because I'm not being someone that's driven an actual like manual stick shift car for, I don't know, most of their life. Um, I prefer shifting that way and not with like the paddle shifters. Since they were invented, you mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, paddle shifters make sense if you're driving exotic cars or, like, hypercars, Formula One or something, you know. But for for driving my car, like, I basically was, drive, like, testing the wheel out with what would, is close to equivalent to my real-world car in Forza Horizon 5, just to get a feel for it. Nice. And, um, but yeah, obviously I would want the stick for that because that makes sense. But, um, yeah, it's pretty nice. It has like 900 degree, uh, motion on the wheel and force feedback. And, uh, it definitely takes some getting used to, and it's almost like a workout playing a game with that thing versus using a controller. Like I can't do it for too long at a time. Especially the pedals, for some reason. You'd think that would feel just like driving a regular car, but it's something about like the angle. Um, that they you just got to get, gotta get, get a an actual car seat rig, like so you've got like a Recaro seat. And yeah, then you've got, yeah. Like the full setup, so it actually is like driving a real car. Yeah, yeah, I assume you're seated a little too high, so like holding your foot at the angle to not like fully depress the accelerator or whatever is maybe a little. Well, I, I adjusted, I did pick up a stand for it, and I adjusted that to where I am seat, like, I lower my office seat at least, but yeah, I'm, I'm not tilted or anything. I could try tilting the office you seat. just take the other, your passenger Chair. side seat out of your car and bring it in the house <laughs> and rig that up. That's a good idea. I, I kind of figured if, uh, you know, if one of you guys want to come over and, like, be navigator, and I'll play, like, Dirt Rally or something... We can use my little couch back here. You can just <laughs> nice. sit next to me. I'll put a cup holder in the middle. 
That's a good idea. To improve realism. And you could be like, turn right. 45 feet. Turn left. I can't put like a bag of M&Ms on the dashboard like in uh, Tommy Boy. And then they just go all in your vents. (laughs) Yeah, that wouldn't work. I will say, though, that I think I'm going to buy a little clip on uh, like cup holder instead of reaching all the way to my desk to pick up drinks. Yeah. It's a good idea. So you can, you know, drink your beer while you're driving. <laughs> yeah. You should get some like Midwest, some Midwest Game Nerds like air fresheners made so you can hang one from your monitor. <laughs> Midwest Game Nerds does not condone drinking and driving unless you're at home. Well, no, don't ever drink and drive unless it's a video game. How about that? Yeah. Let's clear, um, clarify the language. So uh, did you play any trucking simulator or was it just I was Forza? thinking about that actually. I'm going to install that again because I think that would be really useful for <laughs> You're just going to get addicted to like big up. rig hauling. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I played a little bit of Euro Truck Simulator and it was surprisingly enthralling. I thought it would be stupid, but yeah, it was pretty cool. But I, I have American Truck Simulator, but I haven't really tried it out much. I That's think right. I need just- more... They just cause traffic jams now and get stuck. I was going to yeah. say, no. in that one, you don't get health care from your employer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a multiplayer version where you just all drive to an international crossing and sit. Yep. See, I read the news. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I oh, listen man. to AM radio on the way into work. <laughs> WWJ? Yeah. My car doesn't even come with AM radio. <laughs> So, well, that's oh, a bummer. That's yeah, fine. No, his his just collects data from the stars. Yeah, hmm. pretty much. Uh, anything else, Brian? I feel like um, that's about it. I guess you should. Um... I, I'll say I saw someone on Twitch. One of the former Giant Bomb guys was playing. OG Resident Evil with the tank controls using a steering wheel, and I haven't watched it yet. But I'm really excited. It probably to watch works it. really well. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I'm very curious to see if it goes okay. Because I also feel like the face buttons are on the steering wheel, so if you are trying to like shoot and they move, are. it's gonna yeah. be a nightmare. But it was a nightmare anyway, so I don't. Yeah, I'm curious to see how that went for him. Yeah, there's like R1, R2. L1, L2, D-pad, and face buttons. Okay. Interesting. And, oh, the, like, PS button and whatever. Yeah. Well, cool. You'll have to let us know when you get hooked on. Yeah. uh, You guys should try it sometime. It's pretty fun. You should try out a farming simulator and see how the tractors go with your setup. Hell yeah. There you go. Uh, Elden Ring. I I almost burnt out on it, and I have, like, probably three more story bosses to beat. I don't really know. I'm not sure. Wait a minute. I did play something else. <clears throat> oh, what did you play? Tunic, which I thought I was going to beat, and I got burnt out because I keep getting kind of, like, stuck. Like, I don't know where to go. That's a bummer. And have I you... lost steam on it. Have you collected the three things? The the last thing I got was it helps with traversal, you could say. Okay. So yeah, you're you're pretty okay. And then that got me to some new areas, but then there was one new area I got to I felt like I just wasn't supposed to be in. That's Maybe I am supposed to be there and it just gets absurdly more difficult instantly. Um but I got sick there wasn't a checkpoint very close to there, so I got really sick of running for a long time. Uh, down long straightaways with kind of pretty vistas and then uh, getting decimated right away from huh. something that wasn't even a boss. So then I quit. And it was a bummer because I was like really into that for the several days in a row I was playing it. There's been a lot of people that are talking about the difficulty gating. That was even something that like Jeff and Christian talked about when I was on DLC. And like, I don't know. I I feel like for me... The existence, brief spoiler for Tunic for the next 20 seconds. The existence of being able to, like, level up your strength and stuff 
I feel like it took a lot of that out for me. And so I don't know if people are feeling like it's too hard because they don't discover that fact yet. But then it sounds like, you know, you're pretty far and I assume. You oh, I've discovered that all that. Thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I think I just fudged through a lot of it better than some people. Uh, generally speaking, the enemies do not cause me any trouble, at least at this point. And the the one boss that I have fought so far, it took me maybe like 10 tries. But, I mean, they're quick tries, so it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Well, and I, actually, I think I wasn't leveled up as far as you're supposed to be either. Okay. Well, I hope at some point you go back to it. And do keep in mind there is a no-fail mode. If, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just didn't want to stoop to that through. yet. That's fair. I, but, uh, yeah, hopefully I'll go back to it. I think either way it's in my top five of the year so far. So Nice. That's good. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but that was like the first of these three weeks since the last time we uh, recorded, so I kind of had forgotten. Fair enough. Um, All right. I'm going to go to sleep now. You guys talk about yeah, Elden Ring. I'll see you in 20 minutes. Uh, Elden Ring. I Like I said, I, I almost burnt out on it. Um. And I don't really quite know what it was. Maybe I was playing too much too quickly, and now I've slowed down my pace a little bit. Um, but I feel like I'm starting to get hooked again, which is good. I'm up in, like, the Mount Gelmir region doing stuff around the Volcano Manor and all that. I, um, although I did do a brief tour over to Lionel for the first time, and that's very pretty. What were you going to ask, Brian? I have a question. Other than being really good, how does one play too much too quickly of that game? Because that's one of the reasons why I constantly stop playing is because I feel like it takes forever to get nothing done. Because you have to be so goddamn cautious all the time. I don't. That's the thing is I don't think you have to be cautious in this game. I feel like you can kind of steamroll a lot of it. Like having experience in Souls games. I feel way more confident in this one than any other one I've ever played. I feel less confident. I feel like because I have the option to run away or run around everything, I'm just going to do that all the time. <laughs> well, And then if something is like getting, it's too much to do, like it's too difficult to, you know, clear a catacomb or something for me, I'm just going to leave and go somewhere else. Well, and because that's, that's that the good thing is that you can leave and then you go ahead and level your shit up some more and then you go back and kill the thing that was giving you a hard time. Like I'm, I can't I'm, really tell what is actually difficult or what is just difficult to me because I suck, though. I don't know I where I'm supposed to be. There's neither. Like, so you can kind of like explore a bunch and go around and like find all the little dungeons and things if you want. And like, those are difficult to some extent, but then if you just kind of like, if you go to like, uh, if you go to castle Stormvale or whatever, and you actually start doing that shit, like going after Margit and, uh, and, 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 uh, Godric, it's more like a dark souls, like more of a linear sort of thing, even though it's not linear. It it kind of is getting into Castle Stormvale, I suppose. It's a little more linear. It feels a lot more like Dark Souls or Bloodborne, mm. but it opens up, and the whole castle is like massive. So, it's what they you, call a legacy dungeon in the game because it's yeah. more like your standard Dark Souls like area, and more not necessarily linear. Like John said, there's definitely a lot of branching paths and hidden shortcuts and different places that you can go and like things that you can completely miss but it at least gives you this kind of area to explore and try to wring as much out of as you possibly can before you know you go to like uh and, and generally you're, the enemies there are gonna be like if you got in there then you know that you can kind of handle them is the thing all right so you know like I, but I, I was getting to a point where I was playing this game until, like, 2 in the morning every night, 3 in the morning every night, because I was, like, I really wanted to, like, see more of it. So that's too much too fast to me, and I think part of it was 
like I said, getting rid of the analysis paralysis of like, what weapons do I use? Blah, 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 blah. And just finding out like, Hey, what's good for an astrologer. If I just want to keep using magic. And then, you know, I found a weapon and a spell and I still use that same weapon and that same spell, even though that weapon does not, the meteorite staff that I have isn't even able to be smithed up. It's just, stuck at the base level but it scales so well with your intelligence that it's still super super powerful for me and then on top of that i think it boosts the gravity magic that the rock throw uses so i'm still very much using that spell and um you know now like the thing is being at a level 110 i feel like my intelligence is super high up there and now i'm trying to decide like what else do I want to be good in? Do I want to dump more points into faith so I have even more different types of spells to do? You know, the incantations versus sorceries. Um, or, you know, the other thing is I'm still using my sick Moonvale Katana, and that also scales with dexterity. So while my, like, base strength with that weapon is, like, 580-something, I'm still getting, like, two points per point of dexterity that I raise up. So, you know, it's interesting to me the fact that there's no, like, level cap in the game and that, you know, you can, there is a, once you beat a particular boss, you can respect your stuff. I haven't really done that yet, but I probably should just to pull those nine points out of Arcane that I'm probably never going to use because I don't even know what that does. Um, but no, like, I, I felt pretty, like, I was getting pretty burnt out, but I feel like I'm I'm getting back into it, and I, I'm hoping, I'm crossing my fingers that I'm going to finish it, because it'll be the first Souls game that I ever finish, if I do that. So, um, you know, I feel like, I feel like the thing is, exploring the world is good, but it's, it feels a little bit more like a, um... It doesn't feel quite as Breath of the Wild, where, like, there's always something interesting wherever you end up. There are more... There's a lot more space. There's more places that just kind of are maybe very beautiful to see, but it's not necessarily like you're finding an item or doing something interesting there. Um, And that's why I think finding the Legacy Dungeons, like, I found Volcano Manor, and that's got me back into it... Um, that's where I think the game strength is. So that's kind of why I'm excited to try and go back and, you know, play more de- Demon Souls and, and, and uh, maybe Bloodborne, that type of stuff. But, John, Sekiro. what are you? Yeah, Sekiro as well. John, what are your feelings? How are you doing? Um, Well, I've been exceptionally tired lately, so I haven't really had as much time to play as I've wanted to, but... I do like I I I've definitely hit like a bit of like burnout I suppose to some extent but then what happened was I ended up um like finding the two halves of the 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 what is it the dectus plate or something like that yeah the that, that gets you up the big elevator or whatever yep. um to the altus plateau to the to the altus plateau but then like I found a different way to get to a different area of the Altus Plateau and did that. And so I unlocked all these like other areas that feel way like out of my level currently. So, and and I'm like level 80 something probably. And I'm like sitting here like, Oh, I'm not high enough level. <laughs> like, it's kind of <laughs> I think of I did the same thing as you. Um, and the crazy thing is that like even being level 105 or whatever I was like a couple days ago, when I started going to Lyondell, which is like the place, it's the it's the capital. It's where the erd, the big erd tree is growing out of. Yeah. Um. I'm still getting like if even if I spend like I don't know twenty thirty minutes in Lyondell fighting enemies, I will get enough points. I will get enough runes to to get a level. So I feel like they. 
Like, I don't know what they expected, like, normal player, what the average, like, level is for someone who finishes the game, but, like, the fact that I'm at, like, a level 110, and I <laughs> I feel like I'm still gonna get probably, like, 30 more levels before I finish the game. Yeah. It's pretty nuts. So. Um, but, yeah, it's I'm still enjoying it. I still, like, the exploration, like, I'm I'm going back through areas that I felt like I was too weak for previously, and, like taking out bosses or like going through uh not necessarily dungeons there there are some areas that aren't dungeons but they're they're like f- the the different forts that are around yeah. in in certain areas like um like there, I I went through one in Caled the other day um and was just able to basically just cheese the the lion warrior thing that was like down on the bottom of it like you mm. you end up climbing a ladder and going up into it and then I could I just fired magic down at the dude and took him out really fast. Um, but yeah, it's like I I like doing the exploration still and just like seeing, um, f- like finding the portals and seeing where they send you is is fun to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, like I was testing out using two katanas like dual wielding and seeing if that is like fun, which that like kind of opens up a whole different fighting i mean it is a completely different fighting style and you're literally using both like shoulder buttons to like do it and it's kind of crazy to have to sit there and like alternate like one two three four five like doing five hit combos but timing your hits properly and everything like and expending all of your stamina immediately (laughs) yeah it's it's kind of crazy but uh, i i typically have the moon veil in one hand and my my staff in the other so that i can cast something and then if somebody gets close i can you know fuck them up with the katana real quick yeah but. the the moon veils uh super move is pretty rad it's very powerful it's so um, awesome my gucci katana is the same it's like level 14 i think right now so like nice. it's it's Jeez. pretty high up there it does some pretty serious damage and it has a very similar um the it's the same move type as the moon veil for the super but it's yeah. not like uh magical or anything like that mm-hmm. uh but yeah, it's a it's such a good game. Still, I think it's I think it's great. It's uh it's fun. I, we should talk about the the guy who's going around fighting uh, <laughs> Melania. Is it that's yeah. uh, his? He calls himself Let Me Solo Her. Yes, and he's become like the superstar of Elden Ring. I want <laughs> like I don't know. I should look and see. I don't know for sure. Like if he's playing on PC or PS5 or Xbox or what. But like, I I need. I need to like have this guy. Him. I gotta do it. Like I want to <laughs> summon him and make him fight her and and watch him solo. Because I like I've heard like from reading other people's interactions with this dude. Like he's super cool and like he just comes in and just wrecks shit and then dips out and that's it. Like his whole that's his whole thing. Well, and, and I I think I read there was a like. A, I don't know if somebody got a hold of him on Discord or Twitter or something, but he wrote like an apology to the people whose games he has gotten destroyed in because he said something like, if the host is too far away from me, the ping is too high, and then I just get ruined Uh, by the first attack or something like that. So it's like... What which which version are you gonna end up with? The guy that gets destroyed immediately or the one who actually just destroys the boss? Because yeah. he's wearing well, apparently and there he's was... completely naked except for a jar on top of his head and two <laughs> katanas. And that's that's fantastic. And, and I can't remember which publication released it, but someone it might have been um it wasn't Gamer Rant. I hate that website though. Fuck those guys and their bullshit <laughs> clickbait articles. Um <laughs> Maybe it was The Verge, but I, like they wrote about how they they had an interaction with someone who they thought was Let Me Solo Her. It was mm-hmm. it was named the same Let Me Solo Her, but it wasn't the actual dude. Because the, yeah, because the actual guy has like a code of like how he like performs, and he will never leave you hanging. Um, like he doesn't he doesn't just disappear mid battle like he's very like there's certain he has like a code of ethics in how he performs <laughs> and like the the person from the verge like went into a battle thinking they were with this dude with let me solo her to fight millennia and 
uh, as he started to fight to try and help out, the guy just dipped out mid battle and was like, mm. peace. And then, um, let me solo her actually came in like, I don't know if he like tweeted something or if they like went and like, they knew somebody who knew the verge writer or something, but there was an update to the article saying like, Oh, let me solo her confirm that I, it was an imposter and it wasn't him. And they like, I, he would never leave you in the middle of battle and blah, blah, blah. Like just kind of going through the whole list of stuff. <laughs> but it was just so funny to think like there's this dude's out there just trying to maintain his reputation as like the most badass Elden Ring player. <laughs> and like, he can just wreck this super hard boss. Like no problem. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. But that's like, I mean, all the bosses have like a timing structure to their attacks and things. And like, if you get the wrong, like, I I can't remember which boss it was. It was one of the, like, maybe it was like the magma worm or something like that. Like that guy, like his move set, the, the two times I tried to fight him, he started his, his uh, actions like differently. So like, it, it kind of threw me off, but like, uh, I, I finally did beat, um, Shit, what's her name? Renal is it Renala? Yeah, no. in the in the library. Yeah, in the in the library. Yeah. Uh and and that was like that move set for her when when you get to the second form, she always starts with like that blast. Mm -hmm. And you've got to dodge that and then it's from there it's kind of like all bets are off, but um yeah, what it's just such a it's a cool game. All the lore and everything that keeps popping up. Like I keep reading all these articles about lore and like all these secret things that people are finding. Like that's, that's such, it is the best part about any of these games is just the community interaction of like f just figuring shit out and like working together. And, uh, even though I don't have any of the online stuff turned on in my game right now, like I'm going to have to, if I ever want to play with, let me solo her, but um, I still read the messages and stuff because they were the, driving me crazy because they kept put people kept putting them on switches and things where I'm yeah. trying to like use stuff and it's like just stop doing that or like I would see something from a distance and think it's like oh there's an item there and it's not it's just a dumb <laughs> message that's like oh, oh there's jump. a side of grace just kidding yeah yeah jump, I mean jump here <laughs> that's the thing is that I find it interesting. Sometimes people are trolling you and sometimes they're not. And fortunately, I feel like I've found most of the places that people are not trolling you. But because leaving a message is usually being made with like a small amount of... There's like a subset of, of words and phrases that they allow you to use to make these messages. There are some people that leave you a help message but it's in a cryptic way to tell you what's actually going on and so i find it kind of fun to kind of be like what do they actually mean here or you know there's been places where there's like illusory walls that i would have never known about because someone's got a message hmm. that's butting right up against it and it's like you know granted there's probably 30 other ones where it's right up against the wall and it's like illusory or uh, use attack here and then you back up 30 or like 10 feet and there's somebody who's like liar ahead and so you know that it's probably <laughs> fake, but you have to check it anyway, because what if it's not fake? You know? Right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm i still very much enjoying the game. I, I hope that I have the stamina to finish it, uh, because it's, you know, it seems like something very special, and I, I think I'll get there, but, um, you know, it's... The interesting thing to me is that even though I'm still using, like, the two weapons that I've been using for probably 50 of these 80 hours or something like that, I am not bored of that because it still feels like an accomplishment killing literally anything in this game. Like, even the stupid squirrels that run around and don't really give you any <laughs> runes. I'm like, oh, I killed one of those. I feel good about it. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I'm... It, like any time I finish a boss, and you know, I don't if I take hits or what, I don't care. Any time that I actually finish a boss, I'm like, okay, I did it, and uh, and I feel like, you know, that sense of accomplishment in in other games. Like I enjoy a Metroid where you know I figure out the patterns and I can destroy something without thinking about it too much. But I feel like in a lot of these cases, it's either coming down to like the skin of my teeth or just 
you know, happening to get the right RNG in terms of the order of the attacks or something like that. And uh, it still feels pretty satisfying to me to be able to not die <laughs> in most of the cases. And yeah, granted, I- like, I don't know. I, I wish they kept the stats. I haven't checked to see if they have them anywhere, but. Uh, you know, I feel like I've lost probably less than like a hundred thousand runes still at this point, which also feels good. Like I don't feel like I'm losing a ton of progress at any point. So. Oh, I mean, there are instances where I've just like I'm like I'm not going back for those. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's been a couple of those too, but you know, no, I mean, I I, I, I lost like twenty one thousand runes the other day, and I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm not gonna not gonna even gonna try. Not even gonna attempt to get those back. Yeah. Or uh I don't remember what it was. There's there's um I can't remember I think it was up in, in the Altus Plateau. There's like a cave that you can take that takes you to like one of the divine towers and there's a boss uh like on your way through the cave and I just kinda waltzed into it not really thinking about anything. I wasn't really paying attention to what I was doing. I was just kinda going through the motions of like emptying a dungeon, you know? Yeah. And like didn't think that I was walking into a boss room, but then I did. And then I just like instantly, just, I, I just felt my heart just start racing. And then I, <laughs> I ended up killing the boss in one go. I don't remember what it was. It was something that gave me like a, a really big sword. Um, but I just, uh, I remember like getting done with that and just being like, man, like I am, I got to put this down for like 20 minutes and just like reset. Cause like my body can't handle this. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, like, the moment that you're talking, I'm pretty sure that I've probably been in that tunnel, and it's sometimes in those tunnels, they don't employ fog gates the same way that they do elsewhere in the game. Yeah. And, like, the way that they employ fog gates is different for different reasons. Like, there's one place, uh, when you're, when you're about to get into Landell for the first time, uh, and, like, there's a fog gate that's standing behind a guy who has, like, a boss uh life gauge when you go to fight him and that fog gate like disappears after you after you kill this guy so you can finally go through that area which that's fine if that's how they want to use it but it looks the same as like the fog gate that you have to walk up to and hit a button in order to enter and then fight a boss so it's weird sometimes that like they decide to use that fog gate there's other cases where like they don't use the fog gate and then you walk through it you die to the boss and then the fog gate is there for you and I guess that's maybe, like, them stopping you from being able to, like, pot shot it from the, the hallway or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, so, I like, I get it if there's people out there that are, like, inf- infuriated by Elden Ring. Because I, they're, they're, like, consistency, you don't come to Elden Ring for consistency other than the fact that it's going to be consistently difficult. <laughs> and so, like, yeah. you know, but... Uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it, and hopefully at some point, uh, Brian can can play some of it. I will probably start dipping my toes in it a little more this week. Like I, I was busy last week. You should try to play it with the with the racing wheel. Uh, yeah. Let me <laughs> master it with a controller first, and I'll Put get back strong to on the accelerator. Atta- uh, uh, strong attack on the accelerator, and and uh, light attack on the brake, and then you can just like stomp and just destroy those pedals before you even use them in a racing game. They're pretty just, durable. Just make the They're gas metal, pedal actually. your your sprint button. <laughs> I do feel like dodge button. <laughs> having foot pedals for a lot of games would be useful. Like, yeah. You know, like, I don't know, when the Elite controller came out and there were paddles on it, I was like, I feel like I would want to try that at some point or use it in a game. And, like, I know they're on the Steam Deck, too, and I think they're on the... They had them on the Steam controller as well. Um, But, you know, having more ways to have inputs for controllers would be nice. The, the ones on the, the Steam Deck are are like they are mapped for Elden Ring too. So there is like awesome. uh like one of the ones on the back side is is your dodge button. Oh okay. nice. That'd be bad cuz whenever I'm tightly gripping the controller I just start automatically dodging. <laughs> right, dodging and drinking potions like without thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. But All right, should we do some uh news here? Yes. 
Let's do this. Uh, the continued uh, news about Activision Blizzard, Bloomberg here reporting that Activision made 1,100 game testers full-time employees, which sounds very great, and that's awesome. You know, they apparently have boosted the minimum salary for those workers to $20 an hour, and uh, they will be eligible for full company benefits. Uh, apparently they did this... Um, they did this a little bit in December with some of their uh, QA testers as well. But the bummer is that uh, they did not do this for Raven Software, which is the one studio under them that is trying to unionize. Um, and they put out a uh, they put out a statement that says something like they won't be able to do this with Raven, quote, due to legal obligations under the National Labor Relations Act. Um, but that's, that's according to, uh, you know, their union spokesperson, uh, quote, whether Raven workers choose to unionize has nothing to do with the salary increases elsewhere for Activision's QA workers. Um, so it's kind of like, I don't know, good that they got a lot more, uh, good that they're actually paying people that are testing their games. Very vital part of the, uh industry that's currently being underpaid by quite a bit but it kind of sucks that they won't do it for raven um, it's pro- it's probably some like you know sort of situation where they they don't want to put anything in place just in case like the if if the union does come through like they don't want it to be they don't want to have to change things again or something well, along those lines like y- yeah, I don't think it's, it's necessarily also, nefarious, but I mean, it it could be. But it's kind of a union busting tactic to be like, "Oh, look! If you guys weren't unionizing, you could have twenty dollars an hour in full benefits." But because we're yeah. unionizing, we're still gonna pay you ten seventy five, and you can't have any benefit, no health care for you. Um, you know, twenty dollars an hour. I mean, in California, that's like getting five dollars an hour in Michigan, right? Yeah, you're you're yeah. still only going to be living <laughs> in a closet somewhere, but like it's a better start at least. Um, but I don't, I don't know if even all eleven hundred of these. They said eleven hundred U.S. based temporary or contract QA workers. So these could be people all over the country, even, and not necessarily in California, because um, you know. Their massive AAA video games take a lot of testing to make sure that they can come out and still have a shitload of bugs in them. And so, poor audio. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, what Activision Blizzard's up to in the meantime. Not to mention there's other news out there about, like, the uh, DA in California who had the cases against Activision Blizzard was fired by Gavin Newsom... Uh, I haven't read too much up on this, but apparently one of the public, uh, officials that is against Activision on these cases has made it known that they believe that Gavin Newsom is interfering on behalf of, uh, Activision, which sucks, but, uh, no, that's just a rumor at this point. No, no, uh, smoking gun as of yet. Um, there's a press release statement put out by Remedy. It's titled, Remedy Entertainment Enters Agreement with Rockstar Games for New Max Payne 1 and 2 Project. Um, so, Remedy originally developed Max Payne 1 and 2 for the PC back in the day, um, but they did it, uh, and I think Rockstar eventually acquired those rights. I don't know if they bought them off of Remedy or how that situation happened if Remedy was developing them under the Rockstar banner or what the situation was. But uh, it sounds like they've worked out a deal where they're going to be remaking Max Payne 1 and 2 in a single package for people to play on the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S using the Northlight game engine, which is the same engine that Control used. Um, And so that sounds great. I'm all for that. I never played those games, and I would love to have an excuse to go back to them. Um, I know Nick is a huge fan of all three of them, uh, and Max Payne 3 was a Rockstar-developed game, so that's why they're not maybe touching that one. But it's awesome that they were able to come come to an agreement with Rockstar to make make this happen. Um, And I'll be interested to see if they 
link it up to, you know, the greater remedy universe of Alan Wake and Control. Um, you know, since there were implications there, I think, for a long time anyway. But yeah, are you guys excited for Max Payne 1 and 2? Did you I, ever play yeah, Max I, Payne 1 Yeah, I would replay those. I never played them, so I would be willing to go back and, you know, or it's not really going back, I suppose, if they've got new ones coming out, so... Yeah. They were awesome for their time, like the the storytelling and like the bullet time thing, and they were they were good. Um, but as I was saying in the uh, chat, I never finished the third one, but that one is done by Rockstar, I believe. Yep, entirely like without remedy. Yes. Um, I just the only thing I remember from that is that Max Payne, the skin on Max Payne looked a lot like uh, Pete, our friend Pete. Yeah, that's about it. So uh, I just remember it was like PC Gamer magazine or whatever they were showing it off, and it was like the cover shot of like Max Payne like dodging a bullet with a cigar in his mouth, and it was like the really square polygonal head. Yes, like yep, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I can picture it in my brain. Hopefully. It'd be cool if they did uh, if they did the Halo Anniversary Collection thing where you could put it back to the original graphics. But yeah, that would be cool. Um, there was an Unreal Engine five reveal in the past couple weeks, and it turns out that uh, there's a new Tomb Raider coming in Unreal Engine five. So um, that's despite, just gonna look absolutely stunning. That's gonna look amazing. Um, despite yes. the fact that uh, none of the Tomb Raider games made it up to uh, Square Enix's sales expectations, because uh, they were hoping to spell to sell a bajillion copies of it, and they didn't realize that wasn't a real number. Um, <laughs> there's going to be a new Tomb Raider, which is good news, I think, for anybody that enjoys those games. And uh, yeah, and, you know, I think they were really hitting a good stride with those, even though I didn't love the third one in the series as much as I did the other two. Um, Agreed, but it was still definitely worth playing through. It was it had its moments. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but yeah, so they uh, they are going to be using Unreal Engine five, which is great. There's a lot of people that are going to use Unreal Engine five. I believe the new Witcher game that got announced a couple weeks ago. They said they're going to be using the Unreal Engine, and uh, the next news story they also decided to use Unreal Engine as well. Um, so. You know, it's uh, great news for Epic and the Unreal Engine 5, but uh, awesome news for everybody that there's going to be more Tomb Raider. I think we can all say we'd be excited. And it is coming from Crystal Dynamics still under Square Enix. So. Cool. Uh, previously, they were using their own foundation engine. Uh, so it's it's very interesting to see if these companies are going to continue to abandon some proprietary engines, uh, you know. I know that's a little bit of inside baseball, but Remedy obviously used Northlight for control, and they're going to do it for Max Payne 1 and 2. Um, you know, uh, Ubisoft uses that Frostbite engine or whatever, or is that... Snowdrop. That Snowdrop. Frostbite, I think, is DICE. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All these engines, but if everybody's using Unreal Engine 5, generally they can all learn things from each other and... Yeah, CD Projekt Red is switching to Unreal for yeah. the new Witcher game. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that's cool. And then uh, one last game switching to Unreal. Kingdom Hearts 4 was announced uh, with a, a trailer. And uh, people, uh, I think, are all up in arms because he looks like a typical Final Fantasy person now. And he has feet that are under those massive shoes that are in the previous games. Uh, they have like a little bit of supposed gameplay in this thing. It doesn't look all that real to me, but uh, it could be real with Unreal Engine 5. It's unreal, actually, from <laughs> what I can tell. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know that I care about Kingdom Hearts too much anymore. I still haven't played 3. I don't know that I ever will. But uh, there's a lot of people coming through this trailer with fine-tooth comb, and uh, supposedly some people are thinking that these uh, forest shots that I'm about to show in our video version here are actually uh, potentially from the forest moon of Endor, 
because you can see what looks like a potential AT, AT foot. So rumors of potential Star Wars and or Marvel crossover due to their current ownership by Disney is interesting. We'll see if that actually comes to happen or not. Um, but yeah, at the end of the trailer, they do show a little bit of Donald and Goofy and them in unreal, unreal engine looks interesting. Like it, they look more like hmm. action figures than they ever have before, which I think is an interesting thing to see. It's like them rendered in, in a Toy Story movie or something like that. Um, so, anyway. More Kingdom could Hearts you, on the way. Could you imagine a like Knights of the Old Republic-style RPG, but done with like the Final Fantasy VII remake battle system? I'd be down for that. I mean, they're do uh they're doing that remake of of Kotor for PlayStation for Sony at least. I think I don't know if yeah. that was announced for everything or not. But who's doing it? It's uh, I want to say that it's Aspire Games, the ones who did the um the Mac port. Yeah, like the Mac and mobile port. Uh, Kotor remake. Kotor remake. Uh, it's going to be made by, yeah, Aspire Media for PlayStation 5 and PC. Uh, so, you know, I feel like there's a lot of people that would be very angry if they did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I would kind of be okay with it at this point. Um, cause I enjoyed that Final Fantasy remake so much. So, and I bet it would look very pretty. Yes. Um, but yeah. That's all I got for news. Yeah, shorter episode this uh, this week. Maybe we can play other video games? Like, no, I'm still going to be playing Elden Ring. I've we'll heard see. very what good else? things even... about Norco, which is on Game Pass. It's apparently uh, being considered kind of like a light version of Disco Elysium. Oh. Interesting. Uh, so it is pixel graphics. Um but I've heard a lot of good things about it that might be worth checking out. Um, but there is a bit of a lull after getting a crap load of games that are worth checking out all at once. Um, so, you know, I don't know if there's any, I, I'd still like to go back and do a little bit more of the side questy stuff in horizon. I know, but, um, yeah, I've been thinking about that. Um, that and an Elden Ring, <laughs> like seven thousand hours of video games. There's a good chance I'll. I've been looking for some cheaper copies of uh, Gran Turismo Seven, but at the same time, it'd kind of be nice to just have it digital, so I don't have to put a disc in. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a lot of money, but that kind of game of your... I can get my money's worth out of. You don't want to get out of your car to go and put a game in the PlayStation. Exactly. <laughs> so. I think that's it. Yep. If you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGamers.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit. Meant to benefit. Blah, 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 blah is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K, Tom Z, Chris K, Alan K, Dave Steele, and Corey Z for the contributions. One of the perks to join the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call SideQuest. Alex made a funny face earlier when I made this announcement because I'm assuming he probably didn't think we were going to actually record a SideQuest tonight. I don't really know. Uh, no, I, no, I'm fine with that. I don't know what to talk about, but... <laughs> We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. Uh, but anyways, side quests are where we talk about all kinds of other random stuff, uh, usually uh, video game adjacent adjacent or otherwise. <clears throat> as always, we do appreciate feedback, which you can send to MidwestGamers at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitch, as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. We are Twitch affiliates. You can use your Amazon Prime free subscription that Jeff Bezos so graciously gives you when he's not flying around in space in his giant space penis. And you can use it on our uh, Twitch and give us some free money. So something to think about. Uh, other than that, yeah, who knows what we'll do next. Uh, there's got to be something else coming out or has come out that we skipped over or something like that. I feel like there's a few things, but we'll figure it out. 
then we'll yeah. let you know. So, anyways, thanks everybody for uh, checking it out this time, and we'll see you next time. Peace.